Welcome to Live Greater, a health and wellness podcast brought to you by the University of Maryland Medical System. We put knowledge and care within reach, so you have everything you need to live your life to the fullest. This podcast is sponsored by the UM Capital Region Health. Today, we are discussing what you can do to keep your breasts healthy, including what kinds of deodorant you should use and what kinds of foods you should eat or avoid to prevent breast cancer. We are joined by two experts in this episode, Dr. Katerina Tsiapali, a breast specialist, and Nyjah Harrison, an oncology nurse navigator at UM Capital Region Health. Doctor, start off our conversation today with telling us about how women and men can keep their breasts healthy. Well, breast health aligns with the rest of our health in general. So as long as we are having healthy habits, good diet, exercise, keeping a healthy weight, the breasts definitely benefit from that as well. Specifically for breasts, it's uh, recommended, especially for women, to have an annual breast exam and then when they reach a certain age to start with screening mammograms. And Nyjah, tell me about self-breast checks. Are those effective? So actually, no, they're not effective, and specifically in reducing deaths from breast cancer. Evidence doesn't really support the effectiveness of the self-breast exam anymore. If you do still want to do self-breast exams, it kind of helps with self-awareness of your own body. So if something does kind of pop up, you know that it's abnormal. Now, are there certain types of foods or activities, doctor, that people should avoid to prevent developing breast cancer? As far as foods are concerned, again, the general uh, guidelines for what is considered healthy applies to breast as well. So avoiding any uh, heavily processed foods that um, have a lot of preservatives, anything that doesn't look like it came from Mother Nature, basically our recommendation is to to keep with a healthy, balanced diet to include uh, most food groups just in moderation. All activity is good for the breast, nothing that is contraindicated or not good, but I will always caution people to, to make sure that when they're exercising, especially they use good support, and that applies to women. Gotcha. And what about certain types of deodorant, Nyjah? Are there brands or the formula? What should we be looking out for? So there has been some suggestion about like a link between aluminum-based deodorants and the development of breast cancer, but there's actually no like scientific evidence that proves or supports this assumption. So this is kind of like a myth buster. So, I mean, if you want to, you know, use more natural products, it's kind of use your own judgment, but there's no actual scientific evidence that actually supports that you have to use or should avoid a certain type of deodorant. Wow. I have definitely been scoping out like the extra natural runs for that reason, (laughs) which I guess isn't bad, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. And Nigel, I'll stick with you for the next one because it's kind of another myth buster thing. Is wearing a bra at night recommended for keeping breasts healthy? Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. This is another myth buster. (laughs) So (laughs) wearing a bra at night, you can wear like for preference if you want to, but it's not recommended to keep your breast healthy. And it's definitely your preference. And if you want to wear underwire, there's no contraindication or, you know, bad points about wearing underwire. It does help to support the breast. So it's kind of up to you and, you know, what type of bra that you like and what suits you best. Cool. Okay. Thank you. 
And looking at more medical procedures, doctor, at what age should women begin getting a mammogram and then how often thereafter? Well, there's a lot of controversy surrounding that because Mm -hmm. we have a lot of different guidelines from um, different societies, from different organizations. That all goes back to uh, when do we start seeing breast cancers? And breast cancer is, is a disease of older women, and I use that term very loosely, uh, but we, <laughs> we don't see a lot of uh, breast cancer until women reach their mid-40s, 50s, and onwards. Still, I will stick with uh, my society, the uh, American Society of Breast Surgeons, that recommends um, starting at age 40 uh, and doing your mammogram every year after that. And that recommendation has gives you the most benefit from your for your investment or our investment as a health system and basically catches the most breast cancers at any age. And of course, these recommendations apply to women of average risk without a lot of risk factors. If somebody has extensive family history or other issues that put them at higher risk, then they may need to screen more frequently. Now, while the occurrence is relatively low, doctor, men have also been known to develop breast cancer. Can you tell us about this phenomenon? It's true. Uh, Men can get breast cancer. It is rare. We have probably around 2,500 cases of male breast cancer nationally per year. So it is not a very common cancer, but it can happen. Men do have some underdeveloped breast tissue that can kind of give birth to breast cancer. Usually it presents as a lump right behind the nipple. And whenever we see breast cancer in uh, uh, men, we always want to, uh, it's always a red flag. Is there something genetic going on? So that's something that we check. So uh, men do need to be aware of the breasts as well and make sure they don't feel any lumps or having pain or any change in the size of the breast. Well, doctor, wrapping up here, are there any other takeaways that you want people to draw from this episode? Please be aware of your breast health. Take a moment to have your annual breast exam and do your mammogram and make sure that you uh, love them and support them. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, ladies, just some wonderful information here. It's always so important to remember our breast health. This episode is sponsored by UM Capital Region Health, the largest healthcare provider in Prince George's County, dedicated to enhancing the health and wellness of the community by providing high-quality, accessible patient care. UM Capital Region Health, changing up healthcare in Prince George's County. Find more shows just like this one at umms.org slash podcast. Thank you for listening to Live Greater, a health and wellness podcast brought to you by the University of Maryland Medical System. We look forward to you joining us again.